Thank you. Love Talk yeah. Radio. I'm here? Yeah. Well, we're going to be on Chicago in an attic. Was that too loud for you? It's always, it's fine. Gotta turn it up, man. Turn it up, tune in. Hey, it's Monday, you know what that means. Uh, now, oh, well, wrestling's on. Monday Night Football's on. And so's the show. Welcome, everybody. Glad you're here. So far, uh, winter's been a disaster. I was just telling you, I ordered a coat, and uh, I, I got it on, on Facebook. I bought it off of Facebook. Sure. You got one of those Facebook ads? I got an ad. Directed it, it was, towards you. It was like a leather coat, and I'm like, oh, it looks kind of cool. And like they had they had a plus-size option. I'm like, all right, I'll place the order. And it was like, it looked like a $300 jacket, and it was like 80 bucks, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you knew something was up. Sure. This thing's been, I ordered that, like, I was getting really ready for winter. It was, this was like a month and a half ago. It's been stuck in China ever since. That's where it's been. Yeah, China. You didn't know it was coming from China. I had no idea. I bought a, the name of the place was like the Outback uh, Clothing Company. <laughs> you know, it had like American flags and cowboys, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah, of course. It, it, but it turns out now I've read the fine print, and it's not even a store. Okay. It's just uh, they buy shit from China and then they pretend, you know, they buy shit in bulk and they're then they good at what they do. There. They name the place right. You yeah, know? They, they named it right. So yeah. I got uh, I got suckered on that. Wow. And then I order gloves. I get some nice deerskin insulated gloves. Deerskin gloves. And uh, they get delivered on Sunday. And I, I go down there. They're gone. How long? Like, were you sleeping when they were delivered? What? How long was between the message that you got that said your item has been delivered? Maybe a day or two. Oh. Yeah, you can't leave them a day. Why? Why? People usually a day or two. There's no lock on your front gate. No, normally, the, normally it, a neighbor puts it in the hallway or something. Yeah, but it, currently, like half the place is is not. It's vacant. Well, that's true. I guess they so, should have factored that in. That's all right. It, that's hindsight. I'm I'm doing hindsight 2020 here. What can I say? And then the car's dead. So I I, I was gonna buy a car. Last time I bought a car, I I didn't have a car. So what do you do? Like, how do you get a car when you don't have a car? You gotta you, you take a lift. You can't really place. shop around. This was pre uh, uh, Uber. If you'd like today, you could have called me up. I had the girls with me, and we would have picked you up, and we would have gone to car lots. That would have been a blast. You would have loved it. I thought about it. I didn't want to impose. You, you know, you got kids. Yeah. So uh, so last time, what's the new plan here with the car? The last one finally died out. Yeah, I think it's a couple dead. weeks ago we were doing the show. It was in the shop. You got it back. Ninety percent sure it's dead. I just don't want to spend the money to find out if it is or isn't. Okay. So I'm just going to go with something new and sell that. If any, it's so maybe five hundred bucks. It has one engine going. One of the uh, right. cylinders are pumping. I I have a I know how to sell used cars that aren't in great shape. I sold one for four hundred fifty dollars in the Jewel parking lot. 
my 97 Saturn. Well, I might have to consult three years ago. I'll give you 2% on that. These two guys showed up and they had a, they were priests. Is it, they had like forms uh-huh. on them. Sure they did. Priests. I got hey. one of those in my car too. Hey, hey, hey. Well, them being priests, I was like, ah, don't give me the full 500. Give me 450. Oh, what? Oh, you Jesus. There, Jesus is right. There's about a 1% chance that they were priests. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they were improv. They were, they were, they were going, they were doing Father Flanagan's wake over at, uh, down, everything all right over there? Well, that car ended up getting two tickets. I didn't take the back license mm-hmm. plate off of it. It got two tickets on South, like Ellis Street or something, like like seventy seven South Ellis. Yeah, I uh, I was down in that direction, so I did a drive by to look for my car. Like two weeks later, didn't see it anywhere. No, did you check the church? It hopefully got towed. Yeah, I, I I didn't look for any churches. I didn't I didn't think there were any churches with us. So last time I bought a car, I took uh, I, I took ten thousand dollars cash. Yeah, that'll get you. A I car. put it in my pockets. Uh huh. And I, I stopped at the first dealership I could find. And uh, they showed me the first car they showed me was a PT Cruiser with the sunroof. Uh huh. All right, I'll take it. It was that easy. It was that easy. And then I went in the back and they counted the money and they gave me the car. And then you guys made fun of the car and I was forever scarred. Who made fun of you it? You and the gang. You we and you and comedy action. We love that bullshit. car. We love that you guys, car. You guys, from day one, you were squeezing shoes. Al, there's not another car that you should have been driving. They don't make them anymore. Otherwise, you should get another one. Like that's what I was yeah, actually. So I was looking online for cars. Yeah. And uh, how did you find one? The one car with every parameter I wanted. You know, it was like under ten years old with a uh, uh, under one hundred and fifty thousand miles in my price range. Was a brand new. It was a PT Cruiser. No kidding. It was like a different color. So I th- I was gonna buy it and not tell anybody. Oh, see if anybody amazing. noticed. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> but, you, you get a paint job out? Yeah. Exactly. The Your car's a lot cleaner suddenly. That's amazing. Um, so today I was like, all right, I was going to put the cash in my pocket, and I was just going to go to this place on – I was planning to go on Cicero. And then you – like last night without saying anything. Oh, is that go, where you were going to go? go, hey, oh. my uh, father-in-law says all those car lots on Cicero's bought up cars from the flood, and they're all damaged. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that kind of makes sense. So. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Like I just – and I don't know if that's true. Like, you know, I don't I, either. No, I'm not. That's neither here nor there. Uh, it, it's just a possibility. You don't know anybody over there. No. So, I don't know. It sounds like you got a lead or two coming here. Yeah, that puts them on Facebook, and it turns out people are very friendly. Yeah. So, well, when they want to sell a car, they're really well, that's friendly, true. I would that's say. True. That's true. Everyone's a car salesman. Or help out a good friend. Whatever. You know, that's good. Uh, Everybody's a car salesman in 2019. Well, then I started thinking. You think can't just say. Oh, it's 2019 on everything. Well, you can. You absolutely can. It applies to everything. Okay, That's how everything. bad things have changed. I'm drinking a bottle of water. Oh, 2019. It, well, it is. I wasn't doing that in 20, uh, 1919. No, you weren't doing it in 1998. 1998. That's, right. That's right. Having a stroke over here. So I started thinking about walking into one of those car lots with all that cash in my pocket and going into one of those back rooms, and all of a sudden they take my money. Yeah. No, don't do that. Like that could happen. Like I didn't like that crossed my mind. So I, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna oh, stay. Yeah, I'm good. just gonna sleep today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got, I got, a, I got like four hours. No, oh, that'll do good. Four hours total through the night. Yeah. Day night. Okay. Well, at least you got some sleep. <laughs> You're going to a big birthday party tonight. Yeah, I, I have a. I'm planning on going to a birthday party, and uh, I don't want to go. And it's not because of the person whose birthday party is. I just don't want to leave the house. Monday night football. Yeah, Monday I'm in. I'm Raw. in my sweatpants. I'm. I'm tired. I, I just want to. How's your family doing in the Sims? 
Oh, I un- I uninstalled that, but my nation is doing strong in civilization. Okay, good, 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 good. good. I've been watching. You know, they got World War II in color on Netflix. Oh, that's fantastic. So I've been watching it, and uh, so suddenly I got into military uh, strategy. I think it's the guy who played Dexter, who's what? the narrator. Yeah, all right. That's okay. fine. Great. Wonderful. So you got into strategy. So I got into military strategy, and the best game for that is Civilization. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to play as the Germans. Because I was like, you know, the beginning of the war, the well, Germans were— Part of figuring out how to win wars is— Becoming the enemy, like figuring out what they're doing, thinking outside the box. So, well, it was just, the, German. It, the, the, the German like military strategy was. Did you know they were on crystal meth? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't that nuts? So I want them like, well, if I could get a crystal meth army, like a week for three work. days just going tweaking, and then they almost lost the war because of a traffic jam. So I can relate. No, you know Stop. they should. The war should have ended. Germany should have been defeated instantly because of a traffic jam. The um. It, but the French ignored it. They were, they, they, it the, we, the reason that they did end up losing and that World War was over was because uh, we got the boat, the U, the U-boat. We got the, oh, the submarine. Jesus. Clark, I'm halfway through this thing. You really going to spoil it? What's the matter with you? The Kirkland spoiler strikes again. Well, I know this because today my, my daughters and I, this morning, we went down to the Museum of Science and Industry. Oh, and we saw that. Yeah, I Second time I've seen it, it's still amazing. It's good. But let me tell you something, Al. You pull in to park down there. It's a free day for Illinois, right? You pull in to park. You pull into their basement. I find a spot that's wide open. Nobody else is around. Wide open spaces. When we go to leave, Al, I'm going to guess. How do you feel about people who park over their line? Over the line. How do you feel about people who park over their line? Um, I purposely ran my door into theirs. Good. That that plays really well because I I did want, similarly so I noticed that the car on Vera's side where I have to put her in is far too close. I try to open the now, door. Now which one's Vera? Is that the the Vera's one the youngest? One. She's the, the one who can't talk. Vera Lynn. Uh, she, Dada. She said no. bye bye the other day. All right. Yeah. yeah. But both of them like parked like both sides is what it ended up being. Her side was too close, so I go over to the other side too close. How do I safely get my kids in the car after that happens? Huh? How do I safely get him in the car? I don't know. It was such a pain in the ass, brother. You Both just sides. put him in the car. Both sides. Well, you. Yeah, We're, I don't know. It was I guess. A, with with can't like you a leave, stroller. I can't. Can't you leave the one who can't talk with the one who can talk and just pull out a little? The one who can talk knows to go to stand like in front of my car, like we do that at the babysitter, because I can see her there yeah. the whole time. Like that's where she waits. So she did that. So that helped. She's doing that, that. Did help. Yeah. But uh, science and industry was awesome. The the boat was fantastic. Uh, spoiler alert, Al. Yeah, we captured it. We ended up getting a bunch of German secrets from it. And oh, World come on, War II dude. Came to an end. Come on. Yo, you, you can't be giving away you spoilers. You know the like story. That. You want me to tell you how Sopranos end? Did you ever finish you, that? No, I just watched two more Well, don't stop believing, friend. Night. Oh, I already know the end. Uh-huh. And I know that. I know the last scene. Oh, do you? Of Sopranos. Uh, well, season, I know the last scene of the war, too. Season three, episode eight. Um, uh, is it Mikey? Michael? Junior? And Yeah, he, he just... Uh, he just bought a... He, Have you progressed a, a, at all? Huh? When's the last time you watched an episode? Two nights ago. Okay. All Maybe right. Yeah, you're getting ago. there. I fell asleep. I'm like season three, episode 10. Uh, Meadow is hanging out with uh, Frankie Jr. You know who I'm talking about? Frankie Jr., Meadow oh, are hanging yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know. Tony likes him so far. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, so far. Know. 
It's been great. I've never seen Sopranos, and I'm watching it for the first time. It's a slow roll. It's been like six months, but we're getting there. Your life's a slow roll. That show wasn't meant to be binged. You know, how how many seasons was it? Six, seven, came out weekly. I'm watching it as it was originally intended. There's only a few times that, like, it's dated, and it was when, like, one time uh, they were carrying a new HD flat screen inside, and it took, like, two guys lifting it from each side, and I was like, that's not that heavy. Have have they – I don't think they've gotten to the Starbucks scene yet either. No, I do. No, I haven't right, right. Starbucks so. scene. I part of me like wants you to be telling something that <laughs> actually happened, and part of me wants wants it to be bullshit. A Starbucks scene. Yeah, I'm not sure Starbucks, but it's it's definitely based. Oh on yeah, Starbucks. they were in a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Paulie was upset that they yes. told the people. Yeah, so, so he started stealing episode. stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think so. Second season. I think. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, so there's this birthday party tonight, and we'll talk the horror that is the Chicago Bears in a moment. Oh, um, my gosh. It's if, birthday if you have anything to say about them, join in on the conversation. Uh, you can give us a call. You can leave a comment on Facebook Live. I think we're figuring out how to look for those comments on Facebook Live now. Leave us a comment there. Join in. Give us a holler. So there's a birthday party tonight, and I don't want to go, because, again, because I just don't want to leave the house. But uh, I have an expired uh, ID in my wallet, so I'm hoping I get there and the door guy turns me down. Is that is a bad that? thing? It's. I don't think it's a bad thing, but here's the thing. In your car, which I'm guessing is still around here, it's just not running. I haven't seen it in, like, two weeks. Oh, that's it awesome. might be a full of tickets. I'm starting to think that. Maybe don't they... let it get towed. Like, make a f- couple hundred bucks out of it. What the hell? But anyway, you have a license in it that isn't expired. Correct. I don't know. I, I mean, I think your plan is flawless. I think there's a chance that they're not going to pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of places in town, they card everybody and they card hard, which I think is a fantastic idea. However, I do think that somebody else will say, oh, there's not a chance in hell that you're a 20-year-old kid. Wait, what are you saying? I'm looking old? You're mature. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'll give it a shot, but we'll see. Uh if I, if I get turned down at the door, I get turned down at the door. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what am I going to do? I'm not going to go to my car. That's a, like a half a block away. Fair. I don't, don't want to go through all that trouble. I tell you what, the Amazon grocery guy. Uh, oh, did you do Amazon? Well, I ordered some alcohol, so I had to go down there and meet the guy. Yeah, you did. And I could tell he really liked me because I, well, he, he showed up and I was waiting outside. Yes. Oh, you are the best. I do that. Uh, I, I'm on the other side of that sometimes, you know. Like, I, I do the, the drive-in thing once in a while. Yeah. So somebody who's waiting out, that would have been amazing if it had been me. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, see the, I see on the app he's, sh- what, he's showing up. What time up. do you have it delivered? Uh, 8 a.m., 8, 10. On, yeah. Saturday morning. I've done those. Uh, I was out on Saturday morning. There yeah, was you could. There was a chance. I did. Came you could have gotten my seven-hour tip. I drew, yeah, that's amazing. So he, seven, I did seven the last time I ordered. It had to, I usually have it where they just drop it off and leave. But because of the alcohol, I had to show yeah, an ID. Absolutely. So I brought, the, I brought my wallet down and everything ready for it, and uh, it was the expired ID. Oh. And he caught it. He's like, oh, you know, i got to take a picture of this. And uh, he's like, oh, man. But he, he, he knew a way to work around it, you know. He was like, I got this. He's yeah. like, hey, do you need help carrying stuff upstairs? I'm like, no, no, no. You probably hit the button that said passport and then just. That's exactly what he did. he have to use did. a finger? Yeah, yeah, I had to sign yeah. something with a finger. Did he ask you a birth date or anything, or did he just. Oh, no, he already. Well, he had the ID, already. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Sometime, yeah, you know. Like, well, I'm Lawrence not going to card an 80-year-old. Lawrence says it's the wisdom in my eyes that uh, shows I'm not 21. I'm 21 plus. Wow. Thanks, Lauren, for, for joining in. That's what it is. Thank you. I should have said that. You know, she used to be the executive producer of the show. She did. You fired her. 
I thought you fired her. You fired her. Well, somebody. Fired I'm her. not. I'm not taking that on. There's not a chance. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, join in. Leave a comment on Facebook if you want to get in on that. Uh, Museum of Science and Industry, Al. Afterwards, a, a glass of wine is perfectly acceptable way once you get home. After you take two children to the Museum of Science and Industry, you know it, it's fun. It's just nerve wracking. You don't you don't want the one who's walking around to get stolen. You know, like you don't want to lose your kid. Yeah. So it. Why not? But it was a fantastic date. I, I was going to make it for an interesting. Date. I was also concerned that Hazel, at being two and a half years old, there wouldn't be enough for her there. But there was plenty. She got to do some farm stuff. She got to look at fake cows. She got to milk a fake cow. It was great. It was fantastic. We had a good time. Absolutely. Join in. Facebook comment. Give us a call. 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Yeah, please call in. I mean, otherwise I'm stuck talking with Clark for the next hour. So big news in the NFL. We'll start. We'll, let's start with last week, uh, Thursday Jeez. night. The Cleveland Browns are playing the uh, Denver uh, – was it Denver? No, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, yeah. It was Denver and Pittsburgh. Like a rivalry game. And uh, things got heated at the end. And uh, Miles Garrett uh, rips the head off of, uh, of the quarterback, Baker Mayfield, takes his head, and he bashes it into his spine. It wasn't Baker Mayfield. And then guys started punching each other. It was the Pittsburgh. It was the Pittsburgh guy. You're right. It yeah, was yeah. Uh, Colin Jost, I think. Is, uh, yeah, something like that. Um, he was involved in that a little bit himself, wasn't he? They say he uh, he added to uh, – he started it. Like before but... it happened, I don't know. I mean, there was definitely a lot of football stuff happening, but he definitely didn't use a helmet as a weapon. Yeah, there's no reason to uh, strike somebody with a helmet. Like, that That was The helmet too much. turned a different direction. Like, I think a helmet swing could kill a guy. Sure, sure. Could. I mean, I'm not Especially saying that... when a, a six-foot-plus muscled – uh, individual is, is is swinging it. I mean that that's definitely in the cal in the cards. Definitely in the realm of possibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now they suspended him for the entire season. I thought that was harsh, but what are you gonna do? I think he might get sixteen full games. Yeah, like what are you gonna do? You got you you have to set the example that like we can't have this. Yeah, yeah. So right. I it, get it's it. It's done. It, it, season. It's done for now, and in. In 1986, I don't even know if that's a suspension. It's probably a suspension, like a one one game or something. But today, like now that we oh, don't no, know about the... CTE, that guy, that that quarterback had a history of concussions. As oh, well. I didn't even know that. So yeah, the, that I don't know, there's a few different layers. No, in 1996, what they would do is the referees would take him in the Mason back room. Rudolph, Mason Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. Mile Rudolph. That's what I was saying. I was close. His Colin sister Jones. was on Saturday Night Live. That's right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Was that really his sister? Uh, Kellen jumped in here. Kellen, one of the grand boys from uh, Beer Down. Oh, yeah. We used to do a little bit of Beer Down with them. Maybe maybe we'll do that again. I saw, him, uh, I saw him a couple nights ago. Did you? Yeah, he said I'm the better half of this show. All right. Hey, thanks, Kellen. Yeah. It's really great. It's true, though. I mean, the man, uh, you know, he's an analyst. He he's understands these they, They've got their episode. Look for him on Beer Down, at Beer Down on on. Uh, on Facebook. Oh, he's going to be raging this week. Oh, you can't wait. I, th- I think I saw today that the episode comes out Wednesday night, so be looking for that. Uh, he-, he chimed in and said that he's done with Nagy. Done. That was that was my guess. I was going to say, I bet you I bet you he's going to go off on Nagy this week. Yeah. And uh, I-, I might be there. You know, I was defending him like a week ago saying it's more pace. I'm still – pace is still the problem. Pace, pace is still the, the crux uh, of the situation. He's still the guy at the heart. He's still the guy you you have to surgically remove because 
he's the one who's made all the bad draft picks. He's the one who hired the bad coach. He's the one yeah. who who traded up to get uh, Tradinsky. Um, yeah, he's 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 the one who who's who's done uh, nothing but cause problems there. And uh, you know, I was talking to another buddy, a, a friend from high school, uh, Bo, and he said that uh, you know this he hasn't felt this way since that second season with Tresterman. It's so similar to that. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, Tressman, Nagy, it's feeling very much like that. Before the game, uh, you know, I was watching the game with a neighbor, a buddy of mine, and and somebody asked, is he going to get fired this year? And we're like, no, I don't think he gets fired this year. But after the game, I felt like there's a chance, like, he could get Tressman. Second year, he's gone. Listen, everybody had fire in his eye, their eyes. When, when they when they benched uh, Treminsky, he – he had he had he had the look of a defeated kid who was pissed off about being benched in his eyes. Yeah, Nagy had the look of a guy who was pissed off at the situation. They go to the booth, paces up there like a guy who's pissed off that you know his coach just benched the guy he drafted, yeah, making him look yep, like an ass. Yep. yep on uh, yep. Sunday Night Football on national television, everybody was mad, man. I'm telling you, that was it. It was like uh, when they took him out, I was just so dumbfounded. Like, why? There's three minutes left. You're you can you can get in this game, and you're going to put in Chase Daniel, and there was virtually no chance of Chase Daniel doing anything, right? No. Like, I'd say next to nothing. Uh, what do you feel about the injury? Well, if you want to chime in, 760-454-8834, 760-454-8834. Um, I think the injury is bullshit. Yeah. I don't is know. what I think. I hate saying that. Like, that's something that you, you have to, like, you hate saying anything. Like you, you, you. When it sure. comes, you take like everything at, the, at everyone's word. So no, I, you don't understand that the world doesn't work that way. It doesn't seem as though everything's adding up. No, it doesn't. After the game, he said one thing. He said it happened, you know, a, a, a series or two before, and then Trubisky's saying it happened in the end of the second quarter, and it's a hit pointer, is what they're going with. I don't know. I'd like to watch. I'd like to watch how he performed. After the fact. Well, you know? get the tapes, man. Go go back and uh, yeah. view it. Hello? Is this thing on? So are you done? Uh, uh, yeah, it's on, man. Okay. Are you done with the uh, uh, playing the larger team in uh, DraftKings? What do you mean? Me sending you teams? No. We, we, uh, we had a pretty bad loss this week. No, no, no. I lost most of, my, uh, most of my gambling. It was a bad week all around. The Bears, I was tilted from, get, from the jump straight. You were the day started. The day started bad. I had all the wrong players. I went to sleep by halftime of the, the early games, and then I was like, "All right, well, I'll wake up for the Bears game." I set my alarm. I get up for the Bears game, and uh, I sleep through most of that game. Like yeah, that, that's a problem with the Bears games. Even if you want to watch the games and just be upset, like I want, I'm a cynic. I yeah. like being upset. Right. It feels good to be to be agitated. So I wake up to be agitated to watch the Bears game, knowing it's going to be garbage. But it's so dull and boring that like you can't uh, you can't you can't deal with it. Like you you just you it's you put you to sleep. Dude, the defense got turnovers, and let me tell you this: uh, missed the first field goal. The next time, he he just totally says that he's lost confidence in his kicker. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like what what the hell was going on there? I don't know. And then the next time, then he kicks again, and then he misses again. Like, I think he should have kicked the second time. Go back out there and kick it the second time. Build some confidence. We got a caller from the 773. Caller, hello. He's he's done. It's over. Uh Uh-oh, it's Kellen himself, the man, the myth, the legend. 
Yep. Hello, boys. It's, it's over, done. dude. It's over. Pace. What? What gone. is over? Put him on a bus. All of it. <laughs> Everything all of it? from pace, pace down to the towel boy clean house, gone. Really? Is it, I mean, that, that towel boy has kids, man. Well, guess what? If Pace hired him on, he's going to just be a curse, so let's get him out of here. We don't need any more problems. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, actually, Nagy, it starts, starts Nagy, with – tell me, tell starts, me your, tell me your huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. He's a liar. He's a liar. The guy totally lost me last night coming up there and spouting that bullshit about a hip pointer. Yeah, hip pointer. You can't walk There's when you have a hip pointer. Mitch Trubisky wouldn't have been trolling the sideline – crying, looking like someone just shot his dog in front of him if he had a hit pointer. He would have at least, at least if you're going to lie, send him to the medical tent. Do something yeah. on the sideline to be like, oh, something might be wrong with Mitch. Not go have a private conversation where he's crying when you're done talking to him, and then he's just sitting there staring at the ground. Then he comes up during the press conference and just uh, uh, hip issue. Uh, I just they told me, they told me, they told me. I got hurt in the first half. Nagy, he got hurt at the end of the fourth quarter. Like at least if you're gonna lie, get it straight. Yeah, he looked like a score. He looked like a kid who you just told isn't walking in graduation. They are handling him with kids' gloves, man. He's not going on the field like, trip. I understand. He's off. I understand the first season, you know, work with this kid a, a little bit, you know, kid gloves, that's fine. We're on season three here. The, the, you got to cut this shit out. What See, is we're the three, for there? Three, I don't, I don't understand. He, Mitch Trubisky obviously is not a good quarterback. He's not a elite. No. He's not, he's not even close to being a backup in my opinion at this point. He can't read defenses. He cannot call audibles at line of scrimmage. He can't push the ball downfield. He's inaccurate. And people keep talking about the receivers and all their drops. Well, if you look at a lot of the receiver drops, it's when they're trying to make catches and double and triple coverage because the kid's throwing to him with five people around him. Guy's yeah, got I an mean, arm are... in the middle of his hands. Now, there's been there... problems. Don't get me wrong. Gabriel yeah, Miller, of... those guys have not shown up. There's a lot I'm pretty of sure they quit in the second half. There's a lot of paths to failure for, for Mitch, uh, from the offensive line to the scheme to uh, – I don't think the receivers are that bad. I, I think there's just no rhythm. When you don't get in a rhythm, it just doesn't happen. I don't think uh, I mean, you have no one to throw him the ball. Well, the guy yeah, can't – at I, least but, with, like, Cutler. Hell, even Grossman. Grossman might come out and be a 0.0 guy, but then the next week he could look like Joe Montana. You never knew what you were going to get. At least he could do well, something. Mitch maybe Trubisky, Steve Young. You know – Okay, we'll give him Steve Young. Yeah, but yeah. Let's Mr. not go jump. Come on. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying. The guy, the kid was capable. Cutler might throw four interceptions, but he could push the ball down the field. Yeah. This kid, he's incapable of of put getting down the field. How many three and Kellen. outs do you have to witness until you're like, all right, brutal. Kellen, on third and one, on third and one, what would you like to see your team run? On third and one. Yeah, like maybe that. a Why'd run pass option. Draft this? Like a run pass option <laughs> I mean, on third and fuck one. Did you see that? That was bad. Yeah, it, you mean right to the you ground. mean the one where he he take yeah when he sits there and hesitates and pump fakes like fifteen times like uh 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 like his dicks in an electrical socket. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, terrible. Yeah. And then he just uh, 
why don't you have David Montgomery? It's third and one. You got this tremendous running back, apparently, according to Ryan Pace. So how believable that is. Just run the ball up the middle. Why don't you trust your running back? Well, remember, Nagy won't run the ball. So he's allergic to it. Everybody's talking about missing Jordan Howard. And, I mean, no. I don't think you oh, would. God, I, I miss Dave, Jordan Dave Montgomery can get that job done, though. Jordan but Howard's David, toast in but Philly. Montgomery like, can get that job done. Yeah, yeah Montgomery's dude, fine. Jordan, Montgomery's fine, but when you have a coach that's never going to use either one of them, like how long – if Nagy sticks around, Montgomery will probably be gone next year. Like, oh, yeah, can't use him. I mean, I'm just, just done with Matt Nagy. I mean, let's, let's even discuss what? Mike Davis. The Mike Davis thing, like what? Is your head coach not communicating with your stupid. that was just with your, with your waste GM? of money? Right. I mean, and I agree they had to cut him. I mean, you needed to make something out of him. What did they use him seven times, eight <laughs> times, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, there was a bonus due if we kept him, so the, the, the cut had to be made. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I went into the season. I was one of those guys who thought what he else? might actually be an impact player. I thought Mike Davis might actually be an impact player coming into the season. I thought he was going to get a lot of the early season looks. And, right. Yeah, he got like four, four handoffs. Well, and they started using Well, yeah, when you've had probably a total of 15 handoffs the entire season, because Nagy, he runs the ball. And let's talk about first play of the game the last couple of weeks. Why do you run Tariq Cohen up the middle? When Cohen. does that ever yeah, work? 29. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I don't understand the game plan or anything. Is there any chance that he has play play calling duties over to that uh to the coordinator? I don't think so. Not a chance. That guy's so far up his own ass. Yeah, I agree. There's no way. <laughs> he think he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He's farting through satin. He thinks what? And we're all just stupid. Dude, it starts at the top though. I mean Virginia McCaffrey. It starts with <laughs> do you think about it? The Bears have not done anything since Papa Bear died. Pretty much that 85 team, 85 a lot of that was the last. What? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You're, you're, you're talking. No, I was saying, that, you know, the good core of that was there before he died in 82. He had hired Dicka. That was like his last thing. They already had the core of that defense with Buddy Ryan for the most part. That was the last thing they'd done. And ever since that family took over that team, what have they done? They went to one Super Bowl and blew it. They've gone to a handful of playoff games in 35 years. They haven't done shit. When they hired Pace, didn't they use an outside consulting company and all this stuff to yeah. finally tell the fan, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're not in charge of doing this anymore." Well, I'll tell you well, what, obviously man. They can't even hire the. <laughs> yeah. They, well, I, I obviously think... that guy can't do his job. Look at the draft picks. Where's Kevin uh, White? I, no, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. What's he doing? I mean, he working he, at Waffle House? I I think a few he's of the best selling. things that he's done was in the fourth the same fourth round when he got Eddie Jackson and he got Treat Cohen. You know, I think that might be that that's the cream of the crop for him. Maybe maybe Roquan Smith. Well, Jordan Howard. Right, but, well, Roquan Cohen, Smith. Hopefully, we don't know. That guy could be a head case, but he's been the only shot. He was the only positive about the game last night. Cohen, that dude was uh, everywhere. He, one of the he was a monster. Is he really? Yeah. Cohen's not getting what? any numbers. Uh-huh. Well, there's no offense coming. From him. Right, right. I don't. Cohen, Cohen's bad. Statistically, he's bad. Oh, like dude, you want to talk? Uh, uh, a Tree Cohen's another one. He's been figured out, just like Matt Nagy. And that's another thing too. When you're a rookie, it's like anything else. Nobody has yeah. film on you yet. 
sophomore Elijah year, made, they have all the film. Right. What? Elijah made the point. Uh, Elijah made the point on the uh, the Facebook here that they should close down Club Dub, which I agree because it feels like it's like doing an, doing a sack dance when you're down by forty points. You know, like it's having stupid. Club Dub well, out it's not there Club is Dub. ridiculous. It's not well, Club it? Dub anymore, guys. It's Club Dud. What? Dud. Oh, oh hey now. wow. Are, they're not dancing. It's Club Dud. They did last week. Wait, after they lost? Well, they no, won. They no, they won, no, they won against the Lions and then acted like they won the Super Bowl. Right. I'd and they never almost felt got so beat ter- by... I'd never felt so terrible, oh, about, terrible. about it. It was Yeah, it was something else. I don't know. It, oh, it, I was at the... I was at the game, and I've never left Soldier after a win just still so depressed. Like, that was worthless. My optimism level went from I – mean, I was so optimistic coming into the season. I, I don't remember a drop like this. For I mean, and we're what? It, it's week 11. I mean, it's only week 11. There's still six more of these things that we got to watch. Yeah. I mean, Brutal. six I know. More. And you I think they're going to win this week, but I'm not so sure. I'm hoping. But they're dead. They're, they're dead in the water. It's I'm over. And out. like I just and I want to know where Ryan Pace has been. Show your no, face I, and answer questions. Yeah, he should do a presser. I, well, what Ryan Pace I wanna, yeah, does answer questions. He he dances around them and he's he insults the media. Uh he he's just it's just bad right now. The whole situation's bad. You know. The it, organization's it's, trash. When he drafted Mitch, we said that he uh he put his – this is his job on the line. If Mitch doesn't pan out, uh, how bad is <laughs> – a year ago at this time, I thought that the Cleo Mack trade was genius. And now all of a sudden that, that trade is uh, – it's looking Khalil like – I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Cleo Mack. I, I, I think he's getting double teamed. I think things are happening now to him that weren't before. But what they've, what they've had to give up for him. I mean, right, right now – Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it's if just, you're that elite – if you're that elite, you're supposed to be one of the top three. You're making $36, $38 million a year. Michael Jordan would have figured out a way. Like, yeah. guys figure out a way if you're supposed to be that good. If you're supposed to be, like, figure it out. He has been non-existent since Football's that Raiders different, game. Though. Football's different where you can take a guy out. You can, take, you can absolutely take an elite receiver. You can take an elite defensive end. I mean, you, you can game plan to take away one guy, and, and they do that, and you know, that's what he's doing. Well, yeah, and it well, used to be once Hicks went well, out, what'd they have? It used to be uh like it used to be you take away I <laughs> think there's cameras now. You you used to take away uh you used to take away you exactly you take away uh, what's his name? I'm all thrown off now. You you take you take away the, the Khalil Mack, yes. Hicks would step up or somebody would step up on that line and make plays and that's just not there right now. There's no depth on that defensive line and there wasn't really yeah, going into the season. And now we're feeling it, and uh, so it's not all Mac's fault. Mac's doing his job out there. I, I bet you he's grading pretty high on uh, Pro Football Focus. We'll look it up right now. Yeah, t- take a look at that. I don't know. <laughs> you, do, you do that, Al. Let's get the numbers. Let's get those numbers going. It, it'd be nice if he had any stats at all last night. I mean, he he came out of the game without any stats besides playing the game, like nothing. It, yeah, he might he, as well have not. He just he's, have not been in there. And I just I don't know. Maybe it's frustration, maybe with him that. Things are going this bad, and yeah, he does get double and triple team. But last night, there was a lot of times where Whitworth was just rolling his ass. To where last year and the first four games of the season this year, it looked like nobody could stop him. 
And then yeah. it's like they had that bye week. They play. I mean, I guess losing Hicks might have been it. I mean, cause they lost Hicks in that Raiders game, and it was over. And Giants ever since then, he has just not been the presence that he should be, or we're hoping yeah. he'd be. Yeah, it's, Kellen, it's terrible. Uh, did, did I catch that earlier? That uh, you guys with your beer down. Uh, you can find him on Facebook, Beer Down. Uh, you guys yes. have an episode up uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, be be Aaron. Yes. I had a I had that hip injury, and Casey and I couldn't figure out, you know, when it happened. So I just found take out a couple days to iron that out. Hell yeah, yeah, my I, hip I injury. I can't wait for the mystery to be solved. Oh wait, what yeah, the hell? I I think what it's just hell a, a lie. Tip to be square, uh, my friend. I don't know. I don't have a yeah, beer. It's, I need I need a beer after this shit. It's terrible. Unreal. Well, good talking to you Unreal. guys. Let's, Hi, unfortunately, let's go Bears, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, bear down, We'll man. get the bear Giants down. this week. Yeah. Here we oh, go. We'll, whoop-de-doo. Yep. All Take right, Kellen. Barkley's going to run night, for 150 man. yards. Hey, you guys, Check too. Check them out. Up. Later. Yep. Take care, brother. Elijah chimed in again and said that uh, <laughs> the Bears hired someone to get pace. We We, we need a refund. Yeah. So, Khalil Mack, is at, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, right outside linebacker, he, uh, 2015, he, he ended the season with a, an average of uh, 91.8, and this is out of 100. Okay. So, 90s are at elite player status. Um, 1692, 1790, 1890.7. Uh, currently, in 2019, he's at an 89.4. He's ranked fourth at his position. So, wow. I mean, he's still elite. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That is nice to hear, Al. Uh, some substance, substance, substance. Yeah, substance. Uh, to to back that up because I understand why folks want to jump off of the Mac train right now. But sure, you you said it best there that it's not like Michael Jordan figuring out a way. No, no, no. And this is a little bit different. They 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 can get to the bottom. Like of it. I said, you absolutely can take away a player in football, but right. I will say that those what hurts more than anything, what what really really stings, is the lack of a first round pick. Oh my God! You know we're going to the off season with needing a quarterback. Where are you going to get a quarterback? Where are you going to get a quarterback? I mean, quarterbacks are down. Now that that Tua fella had the Bo Jackson injury for Alabama, Uh, and that that fella, that could be it. Yeah, football. Bad. Unreal. Well, maybe you get him in the th- maybe you could get him in the second or third get him round late, a flyer. Then to come back. Yeah, yeah. So looking at the the scouting reports and Pro Football Focus of the Bears defense right now, last year, so they they color code it. You know, if it's uh if you're in the 40s, like you're, you're like uh the the center for the Giants is a uh, 42. He's he's orange. If you're slightly below average, if you're bad, you're red. And then uh, different degrees. If you get to uh, yellow, you're you're you know slightly below average. Green, you're average. And then you start getting to blue, you're above average. Last year, our defense, Eddie Jackson was solid blue. He was elite. Um, you know, you, Fuller, uh, uh, Prince Akubagamara, Prince Akubagamara. These guys were all yeah. up in that elite status. Right now, everybody is. Just about below average. Mac is the only elite player. Uh, Kwiatkowski is at the seventy-six point eight. Uh, Clinton Dix is playing all right at a seventy-three. Screen in there, Screen. Uh, Buster Screen is at, is uh, slightly below average to average at sixty-six point nine, covering okay. the slot. 
Fuller's a 54.3, way below average. Now, his average last year was an 81.4. Prior to that, it was a 77. Prior to that, it was a 70.5. This is the worst season he's had since 2014 when he entered the league and uh, only averaged 61 uh, snaps. Uh, Right now, not an elite player. As a matter of fact, he's ranked 89th at the position. Guys, we can do something else on Sundays. You can go buy a car. This upcoming yeah, you can Sunday, go buy a car. Yeah, we, the hell with it. What Sundays just opened up. I mean, I, I hope it snows so I have to do shoveling or some shit. You and that shoveling. What? Wait, what do you mean, me and that shoveling? You, you're so into that shoveling. I'm like not, you're a homeowner now. Now it's all you, you shovel this and shovel that. Too much shoveling. I don't have that much to shovel, but it's a blast. My daughter shoveled with me. Did you, didn't I send you a picture of that? Yeah, but she's not her. really shoveling. No, she's not. She's just out there. Fair. Fair. I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. Guys, join us. Give us a call. 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Leave a comment on Facebook Live. Hey, thank you so much for watching us. Uh, this is my partner, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. My name is Clark Lawrenson, the host of this year's show. Let us know what's going on. Give us a ring. We'll, uh, we'll, we check the phone lines here and there. Al, if you have a chance. Yeah. I kind of don't want you to look this up, but I kind of do. Uh Take a look. Uh, what is Amos uh, doing uh, for the for the Packers? Remember, oh, yeah. we uh, we ended up signing Clinton Dix. What's he doing? So like, Dix is at a seventy three point zero for comparison. Okay, uh, so now let's go. We'll go to the Packers, who's uh, defense <laughs> defense is it was a little overrated. They came out of the year uh, gangbusters, and they've uh, slowed down tremendously. Did you say it was seventy six. I don't know, Clark. I okay. moved on and something like that. You, that was your one responsibility. No, I I started writing it down late. Maybe maybe one of the listeners can help me out here. I don't know. Amos is a seventy-two point one. Okay, seventy-two point right. seven. All right, so they're about I don't equal. Feel that bad. All right, about equal. I was expecting it to be like a ninety-four, something like that. And statistically speaking, their their defense looks as bad as ours. Really? Their best player is well, the right outside linebacker Smith who's uh, ranked 17th at the position, where Mac ranks 4th, and everybody else is exactly almost the same. Their, uh, their uh, left cornerback, King, is a 59. 78. And, uh, Thanks, Cal. Alexander's a 68. So the Packers' defense is just as bad as the Bears, only they're winning games. But you flip wow. over to the offensive side, and Adams is an 88. He's well, an elite receiver. The Bears don't have the worst defense in the league or anything. Well, they're pretty – they, 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 they do. If they just they, had a decent offense, we'd be doing better. Besides, like, Arizona and, and Miami and uh, – you know, we're bottom 20 no. defense right now. No. I mean, maybe not statistically speaking, but – What about DVOA? You can't stop a run. Drop out like that? You can't stop a run. The defense wasn't terrible. You can't. No, they had a lot of turn. This game, they had the takeaways. Absolutely. The amount of takeaways the defense has produced, I would think, if you look at statistics, we probably had like an 80% chance of winning that game based solely on takeaways. How do we feel about our uh, field goal kicking? I wish they would have put him in at quarterback to see if he has an arm because he doesn't have a leg. (laughs) You know, no I mean, shit. we we could have gotten it. We could have seen what we well, got in uh, Pinero. Mitch probably could have kicked with his hit pointer. Yeah, no, well, that's true. Uh, you couldn't have swapped him out because of the injury. God, I got to give him the benefit on that. You want the benefit. Got to treat it like it's yeah, like real. the Social Security office I have over to here. Treat it like it's real. Like I, that's. <laughs> I mean, are you absolutely one hundred percent sure that it's bogus injury? Yeah, yeah. It looks like yeah, it. I'm one hundred percent. It looks like it. Ninety ninety nine point. Oh, that feels Six. 
That's crazy. Unbelievable that that's where it's at. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, interesting week in football. I think we know exactly who the Chicago Bears are. You know what I mean? They are who we thought they were. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Man, so was last year just a complete fluke? There's a good chance that it was a complete, complete, complete fluke. Um, something new, something good. Fangio still running the defense. Maybe that's something. We didn't see many injuries on the defense last year. Right. Either. Um, and Nagy's offense was still new enough to teams like him running his own show. Report today uh, out of Denver is uh, Fangio is about to lose the locker room. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's that's crazy. Players are kind Already? of uh, second-guessing and turning on him. So, yeah, a little uh, – I mean, he clearly – decisions or is that his uh... – do you know? I think I think it is more the offense. He uh, he clearly wasn't an answer coach. Like we like you had to let him go, and uh, he had to take the gig. I get it, but I kind of just wanted to tell him just stay here. It's not gonna. Get, I mean, being the defensive coordinator of this team, you could be the Buddy Ryan, you know. And quite frankly, maybe he's the the missing piece that put that that defense over the into the number one selection there. I don't know. It, it's injuries. Akeem Hicks going down crushed us. It, that is absolutely crushing. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it is. It took away a lot of uh, a lot of what uh, what mattered. Oh boy, I'm just looking over uh, the DraftKings this week, and uh, I don't know what happened. Where did we go wrong there, Al? You know, I'm I'm having a hard time figuring that out. Uh, so quarterback, like you look at quarterback, and uh, the top player on the board was Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, who picked up two to four percent ownership. W- wasn't gonna, wasn't the guy on my list. Okay. I didn't, I didn't play him at all. But he put up thirty-four points. A guy who had the most ownership in my grouping was Dak Prescott, and uh, I had him at sixteen percent. He he also put up thirty-four points and was the exact same price. So there was a wash there. You could either start Dax or you could start Jimmy Garoppolo. It was absolutely the exact same play. Yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't wrong on the top quarterback. Uh, but I did, if you look at the bottom, the guys who scored the least, I had uh, I had about 35% near the bottom, uh, which, which is obviously not good at all. Uh, I played a lot of, well, I played 9% of uh, Watson, who put up six points. Uh-huh. I did uh, 15% on Tom Brady, who gave you nine points. Kyle Allen, I did 15% on, and uh, that that put, gave you 12 points. So not horrible, but not worth uh, not a, not a winning strategy. So I, I had way I had three really bad quarterbacks who busted, which almost never happens um, in DraftKings if you play right. Uh, running back was just a really interesting week. If you if you got 20 points out of your running back, you were fine. The top the top guy to put up the most points on the week at running back was uh, McCaffrey at, ten, at yeah at at uh, you know ten ten point five yeah which was a, a lot of money to spend. You could have gotten the step down was ten points less though, which was Mark Ingram at uh, sixty six hundred, and then Elvin Kumara, who I was on, I had seventeen percent in my lineup. He went out he went ahead and put up uh, twenty two points. I had 15% on uh, McCaffrey. Okay. And 2% on uh on uh Kamara. So 
Yeah, but then the pivot points, the the points, the points. Whenever you make a lot of lineups, it always comes down to a couple players that are in that mid range who are going to get really high ownership for you that could really screw you. Uh-huh. And there was a, there was a, there was a question this week: Was it Mike Sanders? Was it Brian Hill? Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah, Miles. What up, Miles? Mike? Or was it? Uh, there was a third guy. In Brian that Hill, Sanders. Um... Uh, Jacobs was another surefire thing uh, that actually did okay. He gave you 17 points, but he was almost seven grand at 6,900. Uh, oh, that's a good score. The Monday night games at three to nothing. Nice. He, my opponent in the league has Mahomes and Gordon going tonight. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I have some Eckler going. They need so. 50 points, buddy. So that's a good first quarter. Coleman was the other big decision, and uh, he gave you 10 points. Yeah, he dropped the ball. Um, let's see, the, the league that you uh, – the 20 teams that you sent me that I put in the uh, the 1.2 million play action, 100K, the 20 – that's the maximum amount of teams, of course, that you can put in there. Um, I, uh, I lost like 66%, so put in 60, 22. You you get where I'm at, Al? Yeah. Best team there got 168 points. Lamar Jackson, what a what a quarterback Lamar Jackson's proven to be. Yeah, he's he was, having a hell of a season. But so the theory in uh, in tournament play, and this was a really dumb mistake. I, I left Jackson in because I actually thought his ownership would be lower. And uh, the guy I really moved off of that I, I struck out on. Was the uh, was it Galecki? It's the Miami. Uh, I think it was the Miami quarterback, who I I also played a lot of, but uh, Jeff Driscoll in Detroit. Um, okay, I had him at about five percent, but he he put up twenty seven points. He was four thousand six hundred versus uh, Lamar Jackson. It was seven thousand seven hundred. So seventy seven hundred versus Jeff Driscoll at forty six hundred. Saves you uh, thousands of dollars. What two thousand four, five, six, three thousand dollars in savings, and it was a difference of about six points. So the play there was Jeff Driscoll, whose ownership was at two to four percent versus Lamar's ownership at seventeen twenty percent. So in tournament play, you never ever ever spend more than seven grand at quarterback. More, not more than six nine. Like, statistically speaking, you're dumb if you do so. And I was dumb, and I did so, and I even sent you some teams. Because usually when I build your, your, your teams, I generally use a more traditional tournament strategy, and, and I cross off the guys that I don't think um, are yeah. good in tournament play. Yep. I, I get off a lot of the chalk uh, on, your, on your stuff. Okay. And uh, I should have absolutely gotten off of Jackson, who did, again, put up, uh, you know, 30 points, and he was in your lineup that put up the points, but – we didn't have a chance at tournament play because uh, there was just too much ownership on that team, number one. Right, right, um, right, right. But I, I had three teams to score. My top score this week was 172 points. Uh, my second was 120, 169, and then the third was your team. So, so I made teams for the dollar game. Yeah. And it kind of ended up being a mix because I had made 13 teams, but then when you upload it into DraftKings – it your the teams that you had sent me were still there, so it's hard to decipher which ones. So I just put in twenty teams with with I believe thirteen of my own and seven of yours, and uh, I ended up I I did 
I got on the Brown, uh, John Brown. Yeah. And Allen there. Yeah, so stupid. And they, they helped save me a little bit. Um, John Brown, uh, I mean, playing him really uh, was one of the things that, that helped me out. So John Brown, I had at eight percent ownership. The field had him at eight percent, five to eight percent. So I was, I was on, I was on the money as opposed to being overweight or underweight in the field. Right. Um, and when I look back at it now, John Brown put up thirty-seven points, and if you stacked him with, uh, was it Allen, the quarterback, uh, Josh Allen, he would have given you thirty-three points. So again, and you save a thousand dollars off of Lamar Jackson, so you get the exact same equity. Um, but you, you save $1,000 in, in actual cost, that was the winning stack of the week. Now, I have been playing the John Brown Allen stack all year. Yeah, you've been big on it. One of my favorite stacks that yeah. they're, they're, and I look back and I go, my God, they're playing Miami. My God, there was no way they could cover him. I, I knew this going in, and yet somehow I walked away from that. And let, let me look at the cost percentage of why I did that. I, I wasn't as big on Allen is what it was. I was really big on the Brown play, but I wasn't as big on the. Uh, Were you big on the Brian Hill? What no, he no, no. He was one of the guys that walked away uh, slightly. Good. He had high ownership. It probably helped you save some kind yeah. of pace this week. Was uh, staying away from him because I used him. Well, here's the thing. At, at uh, 4100 was uh, Miles Sanders. I went 27 percent on. Jesus. Okay, now that was pivoting off of the chalk. Even though Miles Sanders had 31 to 41 percent ownership, so that's not I guess true. Uh, Brian Hill at uh, 4,800 put up 4.8. So I, I made the same mistake. It didn't matter whether you did Brian Hill or you did uh, uh, or you pivoted off of Miles Sanders and went Brian Hill. Uh, it was exactly the exact same play, same cost, same point projection. Uh, what you needed to be on at that price point was uh, let's see here, uh, 13 points. Frank Gore. Who uh, it was, or I'm sorry, Gus Edwards, who no one was going to play, zero percent. He put up 20 points. Um, yeah, so 17 points from Tony Pollard. Uh, but again, you're you're stretching thin and going with the guy who's going to get the second touches. There, it's just not a logical play. Which again, that's a wins your tournaments. Um, but being contrarian doesn't mean being stupid. And those were all stupid plays, even though they they produced. Um, you know, you, you would just be dumb to play those unless you're playing so in, many players. In our DraftKings league, uh, the one that you run, the Rainmakers Draft yeah. DraftKings, uh, got to give credit to Charlie Hogan. Two-time two winner this season right there. Yeah. Um, on average, he just jumped ahead of me. He's now second on third and still in first place with the averages, averaging 119 points this season. Al Archer. Yeah, I'm still uh... – yeah, my bad week for my cash game. I took second in our game. But. Hogan's at 111, and I'm at 109. Yeah, you had a bad week in cash? Yeah, that, that same team failed at most. Again, remember, I say diversify, and I diversified. So I did win a couple cash games with that team, but overall I lost. It was basically pure 50-50s. Um, I made my money back in. So any game where I was 50-50, that was good enough to win you a 50-50. It wasn't good enough to give you to win like a two-third type entry yeah yeah or a one-third i should say if, if one if, if it pays out one if it pays out a third of the field i lost if it paid out to half the field i won okay so that that was kind of the cutoff there and uh yeah i mean debo samuel was was a huge question uh going in on the day and uh 
He was one of those that I actually got right. I think I ah, my ownership hate when it does this it changes. Um, I think he was my highest owned uh, receiver going into the day. Uh, so I, I made the right call there, and I used him in cash game as well as tournament play. Um, let's see here. Where's my percentages? Debo Samuels had in 27% of my lineups. Absolutely uh, my biggest play. And I think he put up 20 points at like a, a very low. I think it was four grand. Okay. So very smart play there. But the real play of the week was Ridley, who um, I don't think I was on very much. Debo Samuels was 4,000, and he put up uh, 21 points. So well in 17 to 20% ownership. That's he was two, high ownership. That's two weeks in a row for that fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a uh, guy to keep watching. Um, oh, yeah. Hello? I wanted to play a lot of uh, uh, Michael Thomas this week. I thought if you spent up at receiver, I thought that was actually being contrarian uh, because I didn't think people were going to touch that ten grand. And he did put up 36 points. He hit his value. It would have been a good play, but my system wouldn't allow it. You know, you, you – when you're trying to build a bunch of lineups, there's, you know, you generate. And if you try to force some things, the system just crashes. Right. And you can't build lineups. And one of those things, I was trying to get 40% ownership on Michael Thomas. And uh, the system's like, no way. No way we could do it, with, not with the players you want to play. Um, so he ended up coming in at 9% ownership for me. So, I mean, you see a huge swing there. There's a guy I wanted to be overweight on to the field, and I ended up being extremely underweight on. That was a mistake. Uh, I liked uh, Julio Jones a lot this week. Um, I don't think I, I put a lot into him. Yeah. Actually, I did. Um, no, I didn't. Anyways, uh, Julio Jones, uh, he was a he was a pivot where it seemed like, well, he was in a good spot. I ended up not playing him at all. And uh, he put up 14 points. So I, that was smart. I got off of him. Uh, the big play of the week, the guy who scored the most points is receiver. I believe it's Ridley. No, it was John Brown. John Brown, Shark, Ridley were the three big plays. John Brown cost you 6,400, put up uh, 37 points. DJ Shark, wow. 6,200, put up 33 points. And then Kelvin Ridley, who I knew was going to have a big game, and he was a guy I wanted to be overweight on. I, I put him as a one on my list. Ends up going for uh, 31 points at uh, 5,500. So Yeah, Ridley had a hell of a game. Yeah, cost efficiency. Uh, I only ended up with him in 14% of my lineups. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, DJ Shark I didn't play. Um, or I played really low ownership on. I just – I didn't feel like – I knew he was going to go off one of these weeks. I didn't think this was the week. And uh, I, I paid I paid on that. It was a mistake. Okay. So Yeah. Wow. Man, uh, what, what's your game plan for next week? Have you already started looking? Do you have uh... – do you have a, anything in mind? Have you started any of that, or do you start that research tonight? Well, tomorrow? usually tonight all I'll do is I'll look at the pricing and go, all right, here's what the field is saying. What stands out? Whose price stands out is too cheap? And then uh, I start thinking about that. As a matter of fact, it looks like is this this week's release. Uh, okay, it looks like pricing is out. Uh, so just a quick glimpse of the uh, the main slate. Russell Wilson's the most expensive quarterback this week at 6,800 going up against Philadelphia. Philadelphia is oh, like a, is that. a pass funnel team, meaning that they could stop the they could stop the run, but they can't stop the pass. Philadelphia, 
has averaged. Let me pull this up here real quick. Uh, Philadelphia has averaged. Let's see here. Game logs. Here's a. Oh, they're actually good against. Uh, they're, they're terrible against wide receivers. Good against quarterbacks. That's interesting. Um, yeah, they've given up 69 points to two uh, wide receivers, 37 points to wide receivers, uh, 25. They had a week where they held uh, the Chicago Bears uh, to 13 points from wide receivers. But uh, New England put up 36 points at the wide receiver position. So, But they've only given up 8, 6, 18, 21, and 31 um, to quarterbacks. And, uh-huh. you know, they played Tom Brady. Tom Brady, they held to 8 points. Uh, Josh Allen, they held to 18. Dak Prescott to 21. So there's risk. I don't think there's any risk at all. I think that's a, a surefire play. The price point is right. Again, you don't want to spend more than 7000 in the tournament. At 6'8", uh, I think he's going to have very high ownership. I think Russ Wilson's a great play. Uh, Matt Ryan at 6700 going up against Tampa Bay again. Tampa Bay, one of the best teams against the run. Absolute horse shit against the pass. Matt Ryan gives you 300 yards per game. You're going to hit the 300-point uh, total. So Matt Ryan... People don't like owning Matt Ryan. He's one of those guys who, for some reason, they don't. People get nervous. They see Matt Ryan and they're like, "Well, hey, what else can I do? Maybe I'll just spend a hundred dollars more for Russell Wilson." If you want to pivot away from Russell Wilson, uh, I think absolutely a safe play is going to be Matt Ryan. As a matter of fact, Matt Ryan might be considered a, a good cash game play. Uh, well, that's how strongly I feel in him. And again, okay. great pivot point. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Uh, okay, here's Tampa Bay's defense. Here's what they've done against the quarterback in the last couple of weeks. Uh, last four games, they gave up 22 points to the Saints, 30 points to the Arizona Cardinals, 40 points to the Seattle Seahawks, 19 to Titans who we don't know don't have a quarterback, uh, 17 to the Carolina Panthers who don't have a quarterback. The Saints previously 33 points against them. Uh, the Rams 27 points. The Giants put up 39 points. So they're averaging about 25 points to the quarterback position per week, going up against an elite quarterback who throws 300 yards a game. He doesn't give you – Russell Wilson gives you equity on the ground. And in DraftKings, huge, huge thing you look for with quarterbacks. It's why guys like the Arizona Cardinals quarterback is a great play. It's why Lamar Jackson's a great play. It's why Josh Allen and Buffalo's a great play. Those guys run. They run and they give you equity on the ground. Not only do they do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers give up uh, the quarterback position, they cannot stop the pass. New Orleans Saints, 37 points to the wide receiver position. Arizona Cardinals, they gave up 71 points to the wide receivers. Seattle Seahawks, they gave up 77 points to the wide receiver. Wow. Tennessee Titans, 28. Uh, Panthers, 40. Saints 55, and then the Rams 78 points. 78 points to the wide receiver positions. That's all the wide receivers combined. I mean, Tampa Bay is just absolute garbage on defense. Um, You don't want to start running backs against them because they're so easy to pass against. It all comes down to the pass. So Matt Ryan, I'm just like early board. He is he's striking me right now. It's probably the best play at the quarterback position. Okay. Uh, spending down, let's see, Jameis Winston at 6,200 going up against Atlanta. Atlanta also terrible against the pass. Um, Buffalo, uh, Josh Allen going up against Denver. I'm going to fade on that at uh, 6,400. Uh, Dak Prescott against New England, uh, six grand. 
scary. Jeff Driscoll, who has been putting up good games, if Stafford's not playing, I don't think he's going to. At 5,500, good punt play against Washington, who, again, is, isn't good against the quarterback. Um, and he, uh, Mitch Trubisky at 5,100 against the Giants. He's got a bad hip, so don't even think about that. Oh, boy. And uh, that's about it. So those are the four or five uh, quarterback plays I would make this week. I'm probably going to get convinced or talked into playing somebody like a Danny Jones, Danny Dimes against the Chicago Bears. Uh, that might be a play. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, that board, I'm telling you, Matt Ryan is the play. Uh, okay. at, at running back. Would you, what do you say he costs? 6,700, which is second highest on the board right under uh, okay. uh, Lamar Jackson at 68. And a lot of people, and again, this is tournament play, cash and cash. Lamar Jackson at 6,800, hard to walk away from. You could definitely afford that, especially if you – I've been punting on defense in cash games, yeah. playing those $1,500 teams. Okay. Uh, this week I played Arizona. I think they got me eight points at defense, six points. All right. They cost $1,500. Okay. And there wasn't a huge defensive play this week. As a matter of fact, everyone was certain Minnesota was going to crush. And uh, so people were spending up for that Minnesota, and I think they ended up putting up eight points. And they were like 3,400. Cheapest defense this week is Miami against Cleveland. We know Baker Mayfield's a disaster. Yeah. Um, they could get a couple sacks. And uh, all they need, they're projected at two sacks, so there's two points right there. At two grand, you need six points. You're, all, you're, you're only four points behind, and you're only spending 2,000. And then you could, you could do whatever you want at quarterback. Or you could grab Christian McCaffrey, who's playing New Orleans this week, who's been getting better at the run. Um, I think that's a good fade spot for McCaffrey. I don't know if I'm going to be uh, – unless ownership is so low on McCaffrey because they're What's playing New Orleans. Uh, he hasn't changed. He's at 10-5. 10-5. Yeah. This is the week to not play him, but, but watch him bite you in the ass. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Again, if, if, you bet on talent. If ownership's going to be so low because people are afraid of uh, New Orleans run defense, then you go ahead and you uh, you play McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is former Broncos wide receiver Ed McCaffrey's kid. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? Yeah. And now, I, now I'm dating myself because now I start mentioning the dad, remembering watching him play football. That kid is really good at running the football. One of the best. Christian McCaffrey. It's unbelievable. And uh, Carolina could be having a bit of a better season right now. Uh, speaking of running backs, Mike Davis just uh, – he signed – Bears running back Mike Davis signed uh, with the Panthers. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice uh, little backup there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Anybody bounce? Let me just look at running backs real quick here. Chubb against Miami. Miami's uh, dust against the uh, uh, the run. He's at 81. And, again, we're look- we're giving you the preview, the early preview on next week's DraftKings right yeah. now uh, is one Al Larcher who knows his daily fantasy football. If if, if you want to listen to a guy, if you want to tell your friends, tell them to listen to this part of the show right here that we've been talking daily fantasy football. He knows his stuff. I try. I try. Thank you, Gordon. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs against the Jets defense was just absolute horse shit. 7,400. People got burnt on Josh Jacobs somewhat last week. I, mean, I think he still put up like 20 points, but uh, his price was kind of high. Uh, a little higher this week. I think, I think he went up about 500 bucks. But against the Jets – that's one I'm going to look at. Fournette against Tennessee. Um, man, I always want to play Derrick Henry. I'm always like, man, Derrick Henry is a good play, but the guy doesn't catch passes, so you lose all that catch equity, right. which is which is just huge points you're giving away. I mean, uh, so I, I fade. My, my rating system actually has uh, Derrick Henry as the number one play on the board okay. um, at 6'9". Uh, 
Let's see here. You don't want to you don't want to go too low at running back. Uh, that's when you start getting in trouble. Uh, always spend up at running back. Spend down at receiver. Um, spend down at quarterback. David Montgomery at five five against the Giants. I mean, what are the Bears going to do? I mean, uh, Jeff Daniels out there. You're probably going to want to establish a run. You're probably going to want to run early, run often. Uh-huh. David Montgomery. Yep. Good price there. He's going to get you twenty points. You know, we saw we saw him in a position like this a couple weeks ago, and he was absolute chalk. Um, if that's the case, yeah, I would walk away from him because I think there's too much risk there. But if he, if he has decent ownership, let's say five to ten percent, I'm in. Uh, if it goes over ten percent, I'm going to walk away from him. Uh, James White against Dallas. You know, uh, it's always scary playing uh, New England running backs because it's a three-man committee. But I think that's a safe play. Uh, Ronald Jones against Atlanta. I would look at, but I wouldn't recommend. Uh, that's it for running back. Receivers, let's see what they do. Where's Michael Thomas? He's dropped down to 9-3. You're getting like a $500 savings against Carolina, who not not great at covering the ball. Um, that's going to that's gonna be a chalky, smart play there. Julio Jones against Tampa Bay. Julio Jones has good weeks. He has bad weeks. He's extremely inconsistent. Um, as a matter of fact, it's like every other week. Good week, bad week, bad week, bad week. What's good? Bad week, bad week, good week, bad week, good week, bad week, bad week. So if you're looking at a trend, he's due for a great game. He's averaging at least eight targets a game. Uh, He generally catches most of his targets, with the exception of uh, uh, two weeks ago against the Saints. He's generally like eight for six. Against Seattle, he was 12 for 10, put up 152 yards. The guy has not scored a touchdown in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks. Oh, my gosh. So if you believe in in, – regressing the means he is absolutely due for an eruption game this is a guy who's about to go off mount julio is smoking and he's playing in the tampa bay buccaneers and i already went we already covered what they what they do against the uh, receivers they do nothing they can't stop wide receivers they don't like big physical wide receivers julio jones big physical wide receiver you stacking him now with uh, the play of the week which i said was uh, matt ryan this stack is absolutely going to have huge ownership. I think it's worth every penny. Uh, the Julio Jones play is tremendous. Uh, tremendous, and it might be a pivot off of uh, Michael Thomas, who also is going to have great ownership. Do you want to know the play of the week, Hal? Uh, Russ Wilson, uh, Tyler Lockett. Bears. Okay. The run pass option. Uh, Chicago Bears. They drove me nuts. All right. Al, your knowledge here, again, is, is amazing. Guys, if you want to join in on the call, 760-454-8834. You have a call. Hey, funny you mentioned that. Uh, 312, uh, go ahead. Hey, hello. Gentlemen, Elijah from Houston, how are you doing today? What's up, Houston? Good, brother. Elijah, good evening. How are you? How are things oh, going? Things are, things are going better than the Bears, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Bears are absolute garbage. There's nothing you positive know, when to I was say. Young, when I was young, my mom would always say that the Bears would always be an embarrassment in national television, and, and yesterday was was no different. Um, yeah, to, I, to, break your heart. To me, to me though, to me though, the the, the mood for the Bears is completely uh, different than I would say from like three three weeks ago. Um, there's, I, I don't even feel like there's any morale or spirit in the team. 
whatsoever. I think everyone is just showing up and playing at this point. They they already know yeah. it's, it's it's shot, and and to me that means that uh, they've given up on uh, Mitch as well. And I'm wondering if they're starting to give yep. up on Nagy. I think so. I and, I, I think the writing's on the wall. And it's funny that you mentioned Atlanta because uh, Clark mentioned earlier, you know, who, who when you had a team that was so high and that has fallen to such a, a low, uh, I was trying to think, what other team has done this? And uh, once you started talking about Atlanta, I would say Atlanta is, is a team that's like that after the Super Bowl, not even making the playoffs. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, and I just wonder if we, if we like, uh, Kellen, Keelan, uh, said yeah, earlier, yeah. if we just need, we just need to, to, to scrap this whole thing, but it's not, it's not the fact that we suck. Right. I get that. You, you can't have, you can't always have a winner. Uh, the, the thing, the three things that piss me off though, is how we suck. One, we hire a company to get a GM out of the NFL GM school and he's dog shit. Second, we trade up for a pick for this guy who's a bust. And then third, Fucking Green Bay is good again. I am yeah, so tired of this trio. It, it, it is insane. And I even watching the Green Bay game. As soon as something doesn't go Green Bay's way, boom, here's a flag. And then they, and then, and then, and then here, uh, not only there's a flag, but hey, Aaron Rodgers catches the flag. Oh, and then they talk about this for the next week about what a great play that was for him to catch the flag out of the air. Jesus, I'm sorry you had to watch. I'm sorry you had to watch that. That's um, that I mean, there's one common denominator there, and that's Green Bay has a quarterback and has had a quarterback uh, for the last 20 years. Chicago hasn't. I mean, it, it all comes down to that one position. And you know, as bad as New England, as bad as Green Bay looks at times, it's generally when Aaron Rodgers is hurt or. You know, their entire, I mean, they lost half the receivers this year. They lost their number one receiver for most of the year. He's back now. That team's back now. Everything's clicking. Everything's back on track because Aaron Rodgers is going to raise the water level of whatever, whatever's on the field. And we don't have that. We have a guy who actually decreases. He actually gets in, the, he gets into the uh, pool and he starts drinking all the water and bringing the level down. <laughs> Fellas, I need to tell you that we need to, we need to really be thankful. Be thankful that we were given last season as a Bears fan. Oh bullshit! It was a fantastic. God, no, I would rather. <laughs> I know I everything went really well. <laughs> Remember how great they were? We had Mac in there sacking everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, spin from they a were Cubs winning fan. Games. It was twelve. They were twelve and four. Yeah. Boom. Here we go. One kick away from making it to the Super Bowl and winning it all. I'm, I'm, st- I'm still on the fact that if they'd have won that game, they had a chance. And then Keith Moreland drops a routine fly ball. No. <sighs> Wow, I think you just got a Cubs player's name right. Yeah, it's in a Steve Goodman song. That's oh, you that's how I know it. Uh, Elijah, just remember the good times that we had with this team. It's not how it works. Yeah, you got to no. remember. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm with Al on this one. You're only as good as your last game, and, and, and the way now, things are going is, is horrible. What are you doing? I, I would love. Are you flipping? Are you flipping again? Are you are you flipping back to being a an alcoholic? Is that what's going on here? Uh, Football, football wise, yeah, I'm I'm on team. Alcohol, I'm an alcoholic. That uh, yeah, looks more at the big show. Hey now, but uh, I, I would lo- I I don't have a computer near me, but if you, I know you guys have have a couple, I would love to know because this is the other thing that really pisses me off is Aaron Rodgers dropped really deep 
and nobody wanted him. And I even remember in the draft, they're talking about, they were showing him. Every time a quarterback got picked in front of him, they would show Aaron yeah. Rodgers. And he just looked completely bewildered. And, and, and then Green Bay picks him up. Could you guys do a look on that draft that he was in and see if the Bears even had an opportunity to get Aaron Rodgers? Because I, I believe well, that they, they did. did. They had the fourth pick in the draft. In the one that Rodgers was drafted? Yeah, the Bears draft. Well, they drafted a, a great player, uh, uh, a running back out of Texas uh, named Cedric Benson. Oh, rest in peace. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Not, on, not only is oh, he out of the league, he's dead. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is still playing in the league. That guy's dead. So, you know, goes to show you. Where did where did Rodgers end up going in there? 24th pick in the draft out of uh, California. Yeah. Quarterback's taken ahead of him. He was uh, Alex Smith, first pick overall by the 49ers. Wow. He was the second Yikes. quarterback taken in the draft. That was all – it was essentially all uh, defensive players and running backs. Where – um, how many years did he sit, sit on the bench? In Green Bay, two two full years, and then played played in the third. Do you have any guess? Who's that? Aaron Rodgers. What do you What do you recall? Like, I yeah, think, he said the, Yeah, I, I think I think his third year he was playing. But even Green Bay gets a new coach, gets a new coach, and they're still winning like this. It's it's unbelievable. What? No, uh, that might. I, I, I just, that might. I don't get it. That, that's what fixed it. I think. I think that fixed the the wheel wasn't running uh, correctly last year, and I think. The new coach just get, gives a whole lot of new creative uh, creative process for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Listen, listen to this Where's Mike McCarthy? Here, here's okay, the first 10 out. picks at this draft. This is, uh, it's always fun to look back at the draft. We might here. get an interview with McCarthy again soon. 2005, number one pick, Alex Smith. Number two pick to the Dolphins, Ronnie Brown. Ooh. Number three <laughs> pick to the, to the uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, Byron Edwards. Ah. Fourth pick to the Chicago Bears, Cedric Benson. Fifth pick to the Buccaneers, Cadillac Williams. Uh, sixth pick to the Tennessee Titans, uh, Pac-Man Jones. Seventh pick to the Vikings, Troy Williamson. Uh, eighth pick to the Cardinals, uh, Antrell Roll. Washington takes Carlos Rogers, and Detroit takes Mike Williams because they always drafted uh, wide receivers in that top ten spot. Are the guys in yellow over there still in the league? Is that what that is? No, I think that's the rounds. Yeah, that's the rounds. This is the second no, round. No, no, no. Like, their names are highlighted. I mean. Um, no, I don't think so. Because okay. Alex Smith isn't playing. Adam Jones, is he dead? I don't think he's is, – is he? he's no, not in the league. That, that's, Pac, that's Pac-Man. I think he got, I yeah. think he got kicked from the league. Well, no, he, he, nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. He's, he's, he's a mess. Well, that's one hell of a draft a, right there, Al. Fine. Yeah, Google. Uh, you can find him, too. It's just a uh, – but this, this is the, the, the thing that gets me the most is we can never catch a break. And you want to call last season a break? Okay, sure. I think Khalil Mack, I do think that's a good, that's a good trade, and I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm team Clark Bar on that one. Uh, but, man. I don't think it's a bad trade. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad trade, Elijah. I just think it cripples us moving forward. That's, what I, that's my big issue with it. I don't know. My, my, the, the, the statement that, to me, that Pace made is we need to win now, especially when they re-signed him. I think, I think when, they re-signed, when they re-signed Matt and they thought Trubisky, they thought, hey, maybe we'll get four years out of this guy, we'll make the playoffs, yeah. or we'll maybe even make it to the Super Bowl, and then, uh, and, you know, then, then we'll talk about re- reconfiguring some of the contracts. 
Uh, I, think, you I had, think that was his all in. If you had an average to a an average plus quarterback, that that trade would have been amazing. Um, because you don't, you know, you can find equity at just about any other position in the second, the third round, free agency. The only place to really get a, a game-changing quarterback is the draft. So if you have that game-changing quarterback, you can walk away from your first-round draft pick. And that's what we did to get an elite defensive end that you can't find anywhere else. And now you have the quarterback that's going to keep the offense at least at average or better. And then you have this massively good defensive play. Uh, all the pieces were there. I get why he did it, and it was a smart play. But as soon as that quarterback is below average, it's a terrible, it's a terrible trade, you know. And he, I know he didn't know that going in. I didn't know that going in. I mean, we had some idea, but I don't think we thought to this extent where, you know, the guy's getting uh, benched on uh, Sunday night football against the goddamn. I don't even know who we were playing. Some terrible team. Gentlemen, we need. We need to oh, Rams. We need a five-year plan. Let's come up with it. Let's present it to the McCaskies, and let's see what we can do. Five years, maybe maybe ten-year plan. Because I don't know. You gotta I, gut it. Yeah, you, you gotta gut yeah. it, man. And, and I don't know do if Maggie is a cornerstone. You're gonna have to trade Mac. You're gonna have to trade him. No, you can't. I mean, you you are tied to him with his contract and money. I you mean, need first round picks. He's the franchise. Yeah, he's the guy shit. you're going to build around to bring people to the stadium. You, no, he's on. Is he untradeable? He's untradeable. He's unfucking tradable. Um, yeah, his fine. contract is too too rich. You got to build it around him. It's, uh, oh, you know what? The Bears in that same draft they did get a quarterback. They waited till the fourth oh. round, but they did end up getting a quarterback, and uh, he was almost a game changer for us. Uh, Kyle Orton. No. So we passed uh, on Rodgers, but we did get uh, we did get Kyle Orton. If he'd have started in the Super Bowl, we might be talking about a different different thing here. You know, this is how yeah. finicky that that position is a quarterback. There's only like three guys you know from that class: who, Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Kyle Orton. We know because we're Bears fans, and then uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like those those are the quarterbacks, and Fitzpatrick was the last quarterback taken. You, hey, hey, Houston. Hey, Elijah. Yes, sir. Since I have you on the line here, uh, what about the uh, the cheating scandal for that team down there in Houston, that baseball team? Have, have you seen any of that? I mean, they, honest to God, are using video. They were using live video in the dugout to cheat. Al, did you catch any yeah, of that? It, Good. Oh, go ahead, Elijah. Well, so I'm not a big Astros fan by any means. To me, it's a very hard team to like. I just can't really get into them. Uh, there's a bunch of controversies uh, behind them in the video. We, we could talk about that one. I, I talked. There's a guy that I work with who's obviously a big Astros fan, and he said that that camera was always in that area, um, which yeah. was just dead center. And he said it was there was no hiding it. They always kept it there and kept it open, and nobody questioned it. Uh, until then, but to, to me, the Astros are, are a very bush league. Uh, they picked up that uh, the closer from the the oh gosh the the, the man the, the Blue Jays, right? Kenny, the... Blue Jays, yes. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I mean, this guy has been known as a wife beater uh, or a girlfriend beater, or whatever, a woman beater, and uh, it, basically um, the, the Blue Jays were done with him, and they just said, you know, we'll trade you whatever, just a bag of balls for this guy. And no, no team bid except for the Astros because I guess they wanted to lower their morale to get those wins. 
And he was a hell of a closer, from my understanding. And and what the Astros did, <laughs> because there was such protest, was that they've uh, they did some kind of charity event or or, or donated a million dollars to a women's shelter or some bullshit like that. Yeah, but that's then right. Hypocrisy, yep. But then the but then the hypocrisy happened, I believe, uh, a few few weeks or a month later, where a minor leaguer was caught on camera beating his uh, Jesus beating a woman. And then the Astros said, oh, you know, we we have no um, – there's no room for this. The guy is cut. So, sure, when the guy's a minor leaguer, oh, we'll cut him. But if he gives you a better chance to win the World Series, you turn the other cheek and you just donate and you create some women's shelter night. That's the first thing that they did that I didn't like. Yeah. The, the, cheating, no, scandal, the cheating scandal is another one. And I'm sure you heard of the good. executive who, who, who screamed at the women about – Oh, him, yeah. Right? Took him way too long to fire him. That that whole organization down there is just in complete shambles. Uh, I think Major League Baseball needs to come down on them pretty harshly uh, with everything. Because the, the cheating thing, I mean, they're banging on trash cans to uh, signal what the pitch yep. was to the batter. And, I mean, he, this nice. is horse shit. Like, he's watching a video camera in the back, and, and, and then he bangs on the trash can after he sees the ref put down the symbols. That's like, how we won World War II, Clark. You, you figure out the signals and you decode them. Spoiler alert. I'm, I'm watching a show on Netflix. No, uh, it's just it's unbelievable that they're using the technology. Like a lot of teams, the guy gets on second base, he sees it, he'll signal the batter. That kind of thing is sometimes considered fair game. I don't know. I, I, I'm not so sure where the, the rules are, but using video technology for it, getting an unfair advantage over the other team. Hell, I say install video cameras for all the teams. Bang on the drum all day. Hey, listen, I would get the. You know what I'd do? I'd get the blue man group out there on my sideline, and they'd be eating marshmallows and banging on drums. And I, baseball would be more interesting. If ninety percent of the people were doing steroids in baseball in the late nineties, was anybody really in an advantage by using them? Like, if it's an even playing field, if you all have access to the same thing, yeah. Where's the fucking well, advantage? Well, that's that's the concept of chalk and fantasy football. That's exactly what you're saying. Put everyone's playing the same players. Who's going to win? Um, I agree. I think, uh, you know, the WWE, uh, let them take roids. Let people take the steroids if they want to. I'm okay with it. Their body. Their, their body. Jesus. Okay. Elijah, the thing with oh, the steroids in the ni- The thing with the steroids in the 90s that I have to disagree with is, I mean, there, there's been a, a tradition of baseball, and, and there's been records that have been absolutely shattered, uh, that have been longstanding and been shattered by uh, people with with steroids. And so if yeah, but you and guys – but you had guys in the fifties and sixties taking methamphetamine, taking green pills, or and stuff like that. Like they've been, they've all yeah, been trying always to get an unfair advantage the whole way through. And Major League Baseball turned their back. They they let these guys do steroids. Like they straight up let them. And if you say they turn the other cheek, they knew exactly what was happening. They were bringing putting butts back into seats. I think I think those guys have to get into the hall. I think a lot of those guys have to because baseball happened. I don't know. I, I'm I'm I, team put them in the hall. I think, I think the whole game is corrupted, and they should shut it down. They should get rid of that hall and make it into a parking <laughs> lot. That's my take on it. Because football's going so damn well for you. Yeah, now. football's awesome. For shit's oh, yeah. sake, Elijah what are you throwing things in my apartment for. Thanks for the call, brother. You got anything before you roll? We got to get out yeah, of the birthday party. 
I'd love to hear what you guys think about it, the Kaepernick. Uh, I, I saw some exchanges on Facebook, but I, I didn't quite understand them. So uh, I'd like to get your, your your take on that, and then I'll give you my two cents. All right. Well, I I, I stand in the camp that I think um, – I don't think Ka- Kaepernick wants to play. I think he wants to be an activist. And uh, any chance he could get to get in front of a microphone to make a statement, you know, he's he's going to use it and he's going to parlay it through the NFL. And at the end of the day, the NFL um, is a company. And this company has a strategic partnership with the United States military, that the military spends money. They're a client of the NFL. And part of that, that deal is the pageantry of the national anthem. It's the pageantry of the beginning of the game. And you're an employee of a company and you get paid because of the profits of the company. And if you want to make a statement, by all means, I, you know what? When he when he first took a knee, when the whole thing started, he was in the right. He said, "Listen, there's black kids getting shot. That there's an unfair advantage with the police. I want this country to know this is happening. So I'm going to take a kneel, and I'm going I'm to kneel during the national anthem. And the entire media and the entire country went to him and asked him why." He explained his position. Now everybody knows the problem. Now you continue doing it. You're, you're, you're not just doing it for a reason to expose a problem. You're doing it for a, a, a uh, political action committee. You know, he's doing it for, say, Black Lives Matters. They have an agenda, uh, a political agenda, that I don't necessarily agree with. I, of course, I don't want kids getting shot. I don't want uh, police being misadvantaged of. But they have solutions to those problems that are taking guns away from police, making basically getting rid of police departments and making them a community service organization. Um, they, they also have they want reparations. They want they want a lot of things within politics that I, I don't dis- agree with. Now, if you allow Colin Kaepernick to take a knee, there's a lot of Christians in the NFL. There's a lot of Christians who feel strongly that say abortion is murder, and they feel like. Every time there's an abortion, a baby is being murdered. Now, I don't agree with that. I think that's bullshit. But that's how they feel. They think that an abortion is murder. So if Colin Kaepernick can take a knee for for his beliefs and his politics, why can't the offensive linemen do the exact same thing for abortion and say, hey, listen, I don't want to – I don't want to – I'm going to do jumping jacks during the national anthem to let people aware that babies are being murdered on a daily basis in this country through our barbaric – uh, abortion system. Now, now you have people, you know, being able to express themselves for their politics, for their beliefs, no matter how pure those beliefs are. They may be 100% right. Colin Kaepernick may be 100% right in what he's saying, but the platform you, you're being provided isn't your platform. You make a lot of money playing the game. And if you want to have an opinion, you're more than welcome to. You're more than welcome to come to Chicago, play for the Chicago Bears. After the Bears game, you know, and when they say, hey, why'd you throw that interception? You could say, well, you know what? You're asking this question. Why don't you ask this question about why kids are getting shot in this country? I don't have a problem with that. That's a different – you're using a different platform. And then, you, you, you know, you start an organization and you, you build a charity and you build a system with, outside of the game. You, you play half the year. You have half the year off to be an activist. Um, I don't think Colin Kaepernick wants to play football, and uh, I, I think I, the NFL has every right to say, listen, you bring baggage to us that, you know, you're shitting on our client. You're shitting on somebody we make money with, and uh, I, I, I don't agree with it. So that's my two cents. He, uh, has he announced that, is he gonna, would he continue to take the knee if he's, if he's 
I don't know. Signed on a team? It, it sure seems like, a, given I it saw seems he did, like the message is out there. I, I feel like he did his practice the other day, and, it, and, and he afterwards is, he did a press conference that was more about, you know, him being unfairly treated. When, not thinking about the, not thinking about him uh, taking a knee and whatnot, and whether that is right or wrong. Uh, he's donated a ton of money to charities. Like, sure. People think that he's not doing anything. For his cause, there's a lot of people out there that are saying that, and I think I think he has. I, I, I think, think it's the opposite. I think it has brought aware, brought awareness, but I also think that he he has pissed off a lot of people. There are a lot of people in this country that are pissed off. Um, I do think that uh, the NFL set this whole thing up as, as a sham, as a PR move. They did it on a Saturday, the day before uh, a Sunday football game. It, it, at this time, you have Kaepernick who is there who says. Well, who the hell is going to come to that on a Saturday? 25 teams came. Who's going to film that? 25 Who's, teams came. They had yeah, professional film What services. GMs and what head coaches come, come watch it? Tuesdays is when they generally do these things. Tuesdays. And the league set it up to do that. Then he said, I want transparency on this. I don't want, I don't want you guys to have the only view of film that you're going to send to the teams. Uh, I want to have my film crew here come in and do this Yeah, he wanted well. Nike there. To to, build, to film a documentary. Sure, he wanted them there also for the transparency part of it. Okay, the, and they they um they were allowed to use their footage or something. They were going to let Nike use their footage. What the NFL came and they tried to make some kind of a deal with him, but he, they didn't want to make he, it a PR thing. He didn't like the deal, so then he took it and he went to the next place. They they did it as a PR thing. They absolutely, but so so did he. Like it. It, it, both if, sides did it as a if, fucking PR If thing. they did it on a Tuesday, Clark, I think you would have the exact same turnout and the exact same scenario and the exact same complaints. But, but, but the, yes, the, the NFL, the NFL the was playing a game. There for it. Yeah, I don't think the GMs are going, whether People it's like a Tuesday or a, or a Saturday or a Sunday. They're sending their scouts. I don't know. I, I don't see him getting signed by any team. I don't either. I mean, after the way it all went down. that That's where I am. I I think it was handled very shitty on, on both ends. Yeah, I agree. Elijah? I'd say three points. One, if you really cared about his message being delivered, I agree with Al. He should, you should, the, the best thing that you could have done is remain a quarterback in the NFL and deliver your message at a different platform. Can you imagine if somebody is to the caliber of Drew Brees or, or Tom Brady? I'm not saying he's that kind of caliber of a quarterback. But the fact that they've been in there for the longevity and, and, you know, when they talk, people listen. And if he really wanted to, to, to keep driving that message and keeping it in the spotlight, he would have remained in the spotlight as a quarterback in the NFL and, 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 and delivered his message somewhere else. Two, if he really wanted to play football and football was, was what he was passionate about as well as his activism, why isn't he playing in the Canadian League? And then three – I looked at the tape. He sucked. All right, guys. Really? That's all I got. So, yeah, wow. I it was horrible. Have, have a good night. That's awesome. Thanks for the call, Elijah. Take care, brother. Bye, Bye guys. I uh, I only saw like one throw from it. I didn't really watch it. I agree. I mean, if you so want to be a football that. player, there's opportunities to be a football player. Improve right. yourself and and make a statement on the field that you're still the player you are. And I, I don't think he, he has any interest in that. And uh, at the end of the day, I don't think he really wants to play football, which is it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but he, he understands how to play uh, the PR. And, uh, you know, that's it. And, you know, he mentions Tom Brady, who I believe is a Trump supporter. I'm not 100% on that, but it sure seems like they have some kind of relationship between the two. Sure. You know, uh, can you imagine if Tom Brady feels like Trump's being 
um, mistreated in office, as some people in this country do believe, and he decides to wear an America, make America great uh, hat during. Uh, Dude, this is kind of like, with if everybody do the steroids, you said. I'm saying right. everybody bring your activism yes. to it, and let's have everybody do it. You, you do have the person who's, uh, you know, uh, for uh, against abortion wearing their activism. You right. have Tom Brady wearing a make make America great again headband. We're we're gonna go Jim McMahon on it with him. Yeah. Uh, again, the difference though is is. The NFL, right or wrong, like you can make the argument that the NFL shouldn't be in bed with the military, um, but that is the that is who they yeah, choose. They to pay them a lot of money, or, or yeah. they used to. They still do. I, I believe they still do, and that's who they they decided to to do their. You know, they do. They have special events for veterans. You know, they're very active in that community. That's that's who they choose to to work around. Well, and I mean that puts our military right there in front of our young children, and, and they're finding other people who want to help with the military. Right. It's a strategic partnership, and when you shit on a partner in a business, you're you're gonna you're gonna feel it. You know, when I when I first started it, and this is completely, See, I, I know veterans who don't, or at least one veteran who who doesn't believe that the the kneeling is a slight against him. Right, not, right. Not all do feel that way. I I, I do believe of course the not. majority do. Of course not. There's no such thing. If you as remember, absolute. he was sitting at first. And there was a, yeah. a soldier that messaged him, and they had a chat, a right. long chat, and he said, hey, you can still get your message across if you take a knee, and that will show some respect. Right. But nobody believes that that is, yeah. even though like, like that whole thing happened. Right. I expected that to be – The point is when the national anthem is playing, you want attention on you. No, you want the attention on the, the anthem. Right, or you mean the the, the person, pl- the person who's the doing program. whatever they're doing? Right, they want the attention on them and make their point, and it's taking away from, you know, the ceremony and the pageantry again, right or wrong. But the NFL that that that's who they do. You think to it's work because with. of the partnership, or do you think it's because of the fans? Well, the it's money? both. It's both. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's both. Both are money. Is it all about money? When I when I was when I first started in radio before I was working like as an intern at US ninety nine yeah. I was in the research department and um, we basically I would Did call you go to people, libraries back then no 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 I would call people on the phone and uh, the telephone book back in the day they used to have a book full of people's phone numbers yeah and wow. I would go I would just go through and I'd randomly call people and I'd go hey what radio station do you listen to and they would tell me what radio station mm-hmm. and if they said US ninety nine I'd send them a shirt. And uh, if not, I would I would log it, and then I would give it to the assistant program director, and that's how they kind of figured out who's listening to what. Okay. So, you know, I would ask age, sex, and uh, maybe back then I even asked race. And then uh, you, you would log it, and uh, you would do this. Well, that would end at about 9 o'clock. Well, then I would wander into the production studio, and I'd be like, hey, you guys need help with anything? And then I would, like, help work with commercials. Next thing you know, it's the middle of the night, and I'm hanging out with the DJ, the overnight DJ. Okay. So he he was playing Billy Gilman. You remember the shithead Billy Gilman, <laughs> the kid who had yeah, the high turns. voice. Why yeah. is he a shithead? Oh, ter- because he almost got me fired. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I go in the studio and like I'm complaining about Billy Gilman, and the DJ goes, "You know what? Uh, p- come on the air with me for a second. And I'm like, really? "All right, an opportunity." No. So he goes on the air and he goes. Hey, Al, what do you think of Billy Gilman after the song? I go, Billy Gilman sucks. <laughs> you know, I'm like 18, 19. All of a sudden, now mind you, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Right. All of a sudden, the red phone, like on Batman and Commissioner Gordon, no the red way. phone starts blinking. No. And he's like, uh, so he goes he goes to the commercial, and you, you know, he gulps. 
He picks up the phone. It's the station general manager. No, it's not. He goes, uh. He was listening. Yeah, he was listening at one in the morning. Yeah, nothing else to do, I guess. Holy shit. So he goes, uh, you know, uh, is that in the studio? Military guy. I'm like, uh, he's like, yeah. He's like, get him out of the studio. I want to talk to you. And then he talks to him, and then he pulls me back in, and he's like, listen, you know, if first thing I want you to do is I want you to go to the program director Monday morning, go into his office, and tell him that Billy Gilman sucks. <laughs> he's the guy who picks the music. You go and you tell him that, that something he picked sucks. Okay. He's like, that, that's number one. Number two, if you're telling our listeners something we're promoting sucks, you know, why should they like it? Is he wrong? Hey, he's well. He, I mean, he was wrong because Billy Gilman sucked. But they did have a per, they did have a, a relationship with the record label, and they were getting like a Billy Gilman Christmas concert they were promoting, and uh, that was their job. They were in the, that business of Billy Gilman, and I was absolutely in the wrong as a professional of doing what I did, and it almost cost me my job and might maybe even my radio career at that that young uh, fragile point. Um, in, in my system, I, I think the program director uh, accepted. Uh, I don't remember what happened, but it, it got blown. It got blown past. Okay. Did you walk? Do you did you actually walk into the room? If you remember or no? I don't remember. No. Okay. I'm trying to. The, the program director was just in case. Oh, I didn't remember. I, that. I do. I remember you telling me that before. Um, do you know that this Friday morning I am going to? Uh, I'm going to go get paid for watching television for three hours. I'm doing one of those. Uh, yeah, you got kids. I get it. Media thing. No, I'm gonna go sit in a room and I'm gonna watch three hours of the of the office and answer questions. And I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna make money doing. Why that. the office? Uh, I had a choice of like four things, and I. Hey, well, what do they want to know about people in the I office? I haven't really seen the the, the TV show, The Office. Yeah, but there. everyone's seen it. Like, what research do they need about people who watch The Office? They they gave me a. They, I don't think it's about that. I think it's about cars because they asked me if I'm gonna be in the market for a car in the next six months, and I was like, Yeah, sure. Yeah, tell me your buddy Al needs uh, yeah. something around three k. You should you should chime in. I, I'll give you the number. Give him a call. Maybe you could go. They, they got uh, appointments in the afternoon and the morning. One hundred and twenty bucks for three hours of watching TV. Come on. You know you're not gonna be able to look at your phone. That's fine. Yeah, I think they should dock you ten dollars every time they see you with the phone in the okay, hand. Okay, that's fine. All right. I don't need my phone. Yeah, you're not gonna check on the kids mm-hmm. or the. Yep. What's going on? Last time there was a nice recliner. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are you alone in a room? Yeah. Do they strap electrodes to you? No. Nope, nope. Do they make you take a weird pill? They offer you some water, something else. I think I might wear sweatpants. Yeah, I Is would. Is that a bold move? Yeah, they might not allow you to come back, but I would. Huh. I'll wear sweats under baggy pants, and then I'll take the pants off. There you go. Boom. There we go. All right, well, well you know, some nights when we're aiming to go a little shorter because we have things going on. We ended up going long. I know. When you said we were going short, I'm like, there's no way. Yeah, we're like, we're not happening. Yeah. But that was fun. It was a good show tonight. We'll do another one next week, maybe. Those on Facebook Live, if you're watching this part of it and you started this video at the beginning, or, well, actually, if you're watching the Facebook video tomorrow, have you, or perhaps this is the day after that, um, you may want to go back and listen to the first part. There's two parts of this because we were in the middle there and the, the live feed cut out. Al, the Facebook Live. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, You saw me get up and go fix everything like I do. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, do you have uh, any final thoughts over there, my friend Al? Well, the breaking news today, AEW, they scheduled uh, the event for Wednesday, January 15th in Miami. Bash at the Beach. It's now going to be Bash at the Beach. Thank you for stealing the thunder, Clark. Oh, I did. Thunder stealer. I came in right over. 
Is the red phone going to ring? The program director calls. He may. It says, "Give me, give me Lawrence." Oh, on Netflix, there's a great show I really enjoy about. Uh, it's all about the, the three boys. identical brothers, the strangers. No, that was so bad, <laughs> so horrible. Uh, I'm gonna watch it again. I don't I, even remember how bad. I don't even remember what it's about now. I just remember <laughs> hating every second of it. You told me I had to watch it. Yeah, yeah, garbage. <laughs> so, so uh, I think I recommended it based on the trailer, and then you I did. watched it, and you I did. said, "This is absolute shit. Don't watch it." And then, and you're then like, I said, "I, I have, have to fucking yeah. watch it now." Um, there's a, there's a show on Netflix. You may have seen it. Uh, they just put out their season two. See, the season one, it's about the toys and how toys. Uh, the Toy Story 4. No, it's how the toys are like uh, they do like the whole Thundercats, like the whole line of toys oh. and how, how it came to be. That's awesome. And it's done well. Well, season two starts with the WWE and their toy line. Oh, that's badass. And then it goes through like all the WCW. Basically, there were like three companies who kept getting the contracts and then fighting amongst each other. What's it called? And there was a guy called Jew Lightning. Who uh, he created a wrestling character as he was he worked for Galoob. What's his name? Jew Lightning. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he he created a character and you know there's there's all these uh, the editing is really fun like they they make it uh, kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it goes through the entire licensing of WWE's toy toys. Uh, really good watch. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm in. It's called Toys? Netflix Toys? I'm looking. I think it's like the toys we love or something like that. Okay. The Toys That Made Us is the name of the show. Oh, I think I've seen. Yeah, it's one of those, like, you, you'll you you'll pop on one and you'll end up watching, like, three episodes and then you'll be done with it. Oh, it's, it looks like it's season three now that they're on. Oh, sweet. Um, awesome. I'm in. I think I'm going to go home and watch the latest episode of The Walking Dead. I think there's only one more after this before they take a break for the season. It's going to be uh, going to be quite the night. Yeah, the, the episode in season three is uh, professional wrestling. They have one on the My Little Pony, the Mighty Morphine Power Rangers, which I actually watched. That was kind of interesting. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who basically were invented to be toys. That whole, the whole oh, thing was invented brilliant. to be toys. So. Well, that's brilliant. Because I... I would say I don't think I ever owned a figure. Maybe I was a bit too old. No. But I know the, I, I did the cartoon. I did the Nintendo video game. The movies were clutch, yeah. you know? Uh, Vanilla fucking ice. Secret of the Ooze. What's up, Shredder? The, um, so the movie, they released the Kevin movie, Nash? and they ended up, yeah, it was. Super tre- Shredder was. They ended up releasing the movie and not releasing toys during the movie because the, the toy company felt it was too violent, the movie. No. So yeah, because at that time, the, like the original owners had sold yeah. it. Like it's a really interesting. I'm telling you, this show is really interesting. Right. Like I'll go back to season one. one. Season one with the he- start. He Man is interesting. Oh, I watched WWE. Yeah, it starts there. Yeah. you'll get the feel of the show. You can start He-Man's anywhere. It's got to be interesting. Yeah, because that, and again, that whole thing was based. That whole cartoon was built to sell toys. Right. That was a toy company selling toys. That's all that was. So. Wow, it's, it was an advertisement. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, I think that's all I got to say. I don't oh, know if you got anything no, uh, left. Yeah. Nothing interesting. Guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to try to go to this birthday party with the uh, bad ID, and hopefully there'll be a good door guy there. The Bears play the Giants next week. I'm so excited about it. I'll be back in my sweatpants in no time. You can't You can't come in, sir. The, this is expired. <laughs> Just kidding. Come on in. That's Welcome in to the bar. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna end up getting in and I'm gonna have a good time, but it's just you know. Just go and I don't like I, I don't I don't I don't like leaving the house. All right, well have a good night everybody. We'll see you next week. Good My night. name is Big Al Archer. That's uh, Clark Lawrence. Two thumbs Lawrence. And uh, we're out of here. Good night. <laughs>